welcome to track number 21 of the reward for hard work is more work. Hallelujah. Wow, you may be seated. What a blessing. And then all the messages are in the song, so. Second Timothy chapter four. Um, I believe we are blessed already, amen. How many are blessed? You know, in a song, it's as if God Himself is speaking. It's like nobody in particular is speaking. God in particular is generally speaking. So you just have to accept it. It's a blessing. Bible says speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and songs. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse number 1. This is I want to say the great commission to Timothy. Usually the great commission is the last thing that is said. And the last thing that Paul said to Timothy is found in 2 Timothy chapter 4. That's the last chapter of the Timothy books. And if you read it, you see that it comes to the most important things once again. It is important that Christians should be spiritual many things that we are experiencing are spiritual you see attitudes are spiritual things feelings are often spiritual when there is a flow there is no flow you may think it's youthful exuberance but it's actually spiritual openness when there's no flow, you may think that it's tiredness or old age, but it's actually a stronghold. Yeah. Difficult to change. Anything that is difficult to change often is tending towards uh, a demonic thing. Because demons' main characteristic are strongholds stronghold strongly to something so when you hold strongly to a point or you hold strongly to something a mind an attitude you have a something that doesn't change about you nobody can change you nobody can advise you speak to you make you change your mind you, know, you, you, you must immediately think of the, the word stronghold. Hold strongly. You know? So that's why all stubbornness. Stubbornness is as all iniquity. All evil is related to some form of stubbornness. Yes. All evil is related to some kind of stubbornness. So, the Bible says that when a man has a stubborn child, he will take the child out of the city and stone the child. You know, a rebellious child. 
And of course, we don't do that now. You go to prison for that. But it shows you how stubbornness and rebelliousness are linked and are actually very evil. So, you know, the most, the nicest personalities to have as friends on the surface are phlegmatics. But, yes, but as usual, as usual, as usual, demonic things are veiled and you don't see it. And the most stubborn people are phlegmatics. Do not change their minds. Do not change and will not move. So, oh, listen. So you find out that where you, are, you think you are dealing with a fleck, just oh, pleasant, easy going, but pleasant, easy going, but will not change. Yeah. But it's, it's covered with smiles and gentleness and veiled, whatever, but still there's no change. You get what I'm saying? So you, you have to be careful with anything that is holding strongly. Stronghold. You know that word? Stronghold. Hold strong. Not let it go. So that is why anybody who is a pastor or a shepherd, you see somebody you can talk to and the person listens, the person changes, the person moves on. You, you sense that there's no demonic presence or there's nothing bad it's a good thing you talk he changes mind you talk this changes mind you talk he doesn't change his mind mm. you talk doesn't change his mind three times no change four times ten times hundred times then you saw that evil is present yes so every one of us must carefully assess ourselves in our relationship with God in our relationship with pastors in our relationship with our spouses do you see like your song was saying just argue can't get through to you can't change your mind that's what leads to we don't talk anymore so we don't want to argue so we don't talk anymore. Everything is an argument. And many people are actually like witches or wizards. Yes. They are actually witches. Thank you. Oh, yes. Actually witches or wizards. No change. There will be no change. You can have a meeting, you can talk, but there will be no change. They may smile and you are, but there will be no change. As for change, there will be none. Let that never be associated with you. Are you with me? So try and see because it's one of the commonest things amongst Christians. Anytime you have couples that have issues, church members issues it's always they, 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 it's like they, they will always be the element of the stronghold yeah so have the mind that my mind can be changed no I was negotiating with somebody once for some building somewhere and I said would you change your mind and he asked me what is the use of a mind if it cannot change what is the use of a mind if it cannot change a white man no god nothing but he said what is the use of a mind if it cannot change and i mean it's true and and, and i met another man recently and he's, he was he was talking i think it was also another negotiation or some thing also a price of something and he said also, it's only God who doesn't change his mind. And he was telling me that, in other words, he was saying, of course I'll, I can change my mind because it's only God who doesn't change his mind. So, let's be careful. 
And I want to come to what I said from the very beginning of these meetings we had, that seeing, reading the Bible, or hearing me, like as I'm saying now, strongholds, all of us will say, oh, amen, it's true. But have you considered that you may be the one I'm talking about? And have even evidence to show yourself, do you see, that I am the one whom God is talking about. That's how come the First Love Church exists. And it's in the First Love Church that we started to have songs like this, nice music. Yes, all these that we are seeing would not exist because I read my Bible and I decided to think about it and see that it's possibly me that is talking about that I have left my first love, which I couldn't also see how have I left my I know so many people who I think I am better than. So how you are talking to me about first love at this time, I don't get it. But you see, I just decided to accept the principle that it is me. And then it led to Are you listening to me? Yeah. Yeah. So, I tell you, decide I will not be a, a, a person with a stronghold on anything. Now, what about if you are wrong about things and you hold strongly to the wrong thing? In some way. You know, one day, I met somebody who was somewhere, but I decided, maybe I'm the one who is somewhere. So it should take you time to be sure that something, somebody else is somewhere, not you. Maybe even 10 years before you can conclude. 10 years of analyzing so that maybe I'm the one who is somewhere. Because, of course, there's, there's a time where you have to re- realize you are dealing with something that is some way and be against it. But before you do that, you are very deeply thinking and truthfully assessing yourself that I am I some way. So open your heart to God because when you go out of this meeting, God will speak to you. God will speak to you every day. Do you believe God will speak to you? He will speak to you every day. When you listen to messages, when you read your Bible, God is going to speak to you. He's going to tell you things. Let us let strongholds break in our lives. Things we hold strongly to and don't easily give up on. Strongholds. Amen. Amen. And you will discover many new things and God will bring you to new places in your life and ministry. So, as we conclude, let's look at a charge that the last charge, you know, just as Jesus gave his last commission to the disciples, great, what we call the great commission, Paul also in signing out with his uh, son Timothy sat and gave him his last commandment. And I want you to look at it. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing. All right? What should you do, Timothy? Fantastic. Preach the word. Verse 2. You see? Preach the word. Not go for love walks with your wife. Or send love messages. Or bring up your children by taking them to Disney World. Preach the word. Preach the word. 
Many children who haven't had a lot of things are good children. They haven't had Disney World and all these things. They are good children. Be happier with them even. So preach the word. So I, you, are, you are being commissioned to go and preach to people. You are a one-man preaching engine. Will you do that? Yes. yes. Many times it takes seven people to preach to one person for the person to be changed. So unfortunately, sometimes you are number four, you are number three, you are number six. It's the lucky one who is number seven, who feels he's converted, but it's just six pushes and you are the last number seven, and then it goes in. Yeah. So you should always, when you are talking to me, be praying that you are Charlie. I hope I'm the number seven. So that my preaching will cross over and then I will be counted as the one who converted and saved the person. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Now, a new... This is a, the great commission to uh, Timothy. You see, having only Sunday morning as the season of preaching is a great mistake. I was advising one pastor just this afternoon. I said, have a church service on Saturdays. Many of our first love churches can start on Saturday evenings. I was once in Paraguay. I arrived, I think, on Saturday or Friday. I think Saturday. And the pastor said, you're preaching tonight. You're preaching tomorrow. So what is happening tonight? He said, oh, church. We have church on Saturday. All the young people come on Saturday. They don't come on Sundays. They don't come to church at all on Sundays. I thought he was joking. When we went, the whole church was full <laughs> with young people. The next day, a completely different group of people were there. <laughs> and, and especially I noticed from the instrumentals because they had different people, completely different people, including even different instruments. Yeah, the, the people in the night had a different instrument. And the morning people had, you know, like personal instruments. I don't mean like the drums. The main instruments are fixed, but like some people, somebody had some flute, somebody had some other things. So I saw immediately that it was a different. You have church on Saturday. First love church, we start at 10, 30, 11. Students, they don't like waking up early. You get what I'm saying? We start at 11, and we, we, we close around 4. The service closes 3.55, 4 o'clock, and so on. And, and, and honestly, and you, I have grown up. So I, I, one guy was in church. I said, look, I sat here for five hours. I didn't know that. It, I didn't know that the time has gone by. Because, you see, when you are flowing in the anointing and the Holy Spirit, people don't really notice that you are spending a lot of time there. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Ida sang for more than one hour, but I'm sure nobody has thought of how long is she singing. Yeah. Love it. Are you listening to me? Yes. Is it amazing? It's amazing. So, Sunday morning is not the only season, because now, as we come to the end, out-of-season preaching. Very important. Out-of-season preaching. Saturday season. Sunday evening. Friday church. Only Friday. And in Ghana, many people have started having services Thursday mornings. Some have Tuesday morning. Yeah, in the middle of the week, Tuesday morning. Many of the prophets, they have morning services during the week. Full. It is full. And they are flowing. Saturday morning, we have a Saturday morning service. Full. I, I, I've been only once. The whole Kodesh is full. Saturday morning, they end at 8. In the morning, 6 to 8. They end at 8. It's full. Yeah. So the out-of-season preaching and services. Very important for us to develop that idea. So this fixed something. And once you are anointed, you say, hey, this is the time 
we are doing this. People will come out, what is today? What is yesterday? What day was yesterday? Thursday, in the middle of the... And I, I, I went to, like, a Monday morning in Italy. Yeah, Monday, Italy. There are all people working. A, a large crowd of Italian people. Amazing. And Monday, I'll be Swiss. They are, I think it's Monday, I don't know. This is my Monday. Monday, oh, Switzerland, United, UN workers and others, they will be there. Why not? Out of season. But you see, other churches look and they wonder what we are doing. So just in the same way as somebody is looking at you and wondering, angels are looking at you and wondering, why don't you have church on Mondays? And other days where it is possible. And many of our first love churches in America can be Saturday church. Friday church. You finish, you tell them, when you finish Saturday, that's it. Sunday sleep, be in, the, be in your room. If they want to have an extra church, they can go for extra, extra time. Extra classes. Extra church. Or but their church is finished on Saturday. Possible. How many know that many churches will find us very strange to be here at this time? Like, what are we still doing here? We came at 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the people are asking outside, what are we doing in here? We are happy. That's what we are doing here. We are happy. Are you not happy to be here? Is anybody forcing you to be here? Ah, you can go and sleep if you want to. There's no... There's no. So, in season and out of your traditional season, you must be a preacher. Can I have an amen from somebody? Put back my scripture, please. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine. Now, preaching is not only nice words. You are going to be rich. You are going to be happy. You are going to have this. You are, this is not only, that is not preaching. Preach the word including re, reproof, rebuke, exhort with patience. That's why I say seven times you may have to tell somebody seven times. With long suffering and with solid doctrines. Recently, I was listening to a preacher from a certain country whose name begins with an alphabet. <laughs> right. Now, you have 26 options. Then, I started to listen to another preacher and then another preacher. Listen, listen to this. It's a great, it's a great secret. And then I asked myself, why am I listening to this person? And why do a lot of people listen to this particular person? And I realized that the person was preaching the word. The, you see, there was a the basis for everything he was saying. And it was strong link, strong linkage to what he's saying was the word. It kept on bringing in scripture. And I realized that People who are listened to many times are, have a strong link to the scripture. So that's why it says that teach the word, reprove, rebuke with all long suffering and with doctrine. You know, when I listen to, let's say, an example, somebody like Derek Prince, who is dead now. He died six days after Kenneth Hagin. Yeah, or six days before, six days after. Same week. They died in the same week. Spiritual people don't die. The precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his sin. Don't just die. Remember that. Now, I was wondering, you know, when you listen to, he himself will tell you his way of preaching is flat and dry and boring. <laughs> if you listen to very flat and dry and boring. But you see, yes, monotone. Yeah. 
But you see, he was, he was a worldwide preacher. Worldwide. And you will not get people who preach like him today with the basis of the word. It's amazing. And I realize that having a strong Bible, scripture, you, 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 you are staying with the scriptures. That's with the doctrines. Preaching the word. Look at it. Preach the word. This is his last commission. Great commission to Timothy. Preach the word. Believe that the word. And this was actually one of the secrets of Billy Graham. Billy Graham laid down on a golf course to pray. When he started his before he started. And his question was, is the Bible the word of God? And that was the conviction. And And he came to the conviction that the Bible is the word of God. So then he said that if the Bible is the word of God, then repeating the words of the Bible will be very powerful because he's repeating God's words. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. That is, was the basis of his way of preaching. And when I started uh, Crusades, it was Billy Graham's sermons that I copied. Me, as for me, I don't have the shame of <laughs> what do you call it? Where I learn things from. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. Yes. I, I copied all. So that's why I was actually irritated with them because they don't put a lot of his sermons up. It's not easy to get. You know. So when I met his people, they came to Ghana. I told them, it's a problem. We need the messages. <laughs> we need the messages. Are you with me? So please, preach the word. Verse 3. Are you listening? Verse 3 now. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So, you are going to hear, and there are a lot of teachings and words which are based on the desires of men. He says, after their lusts, after their lusts, put the scripture back, after their lusts, they are based on people's desires. Preaching must not be based on what people want. <laughs> says, after their own lusts, they shall heap to themselves teachers. So, what do people last for? Money, power, prosperity. So, that last of human beings, success, good life, will cause, the teachings will be based on people's desires. Not based on what God is saying. Or you didn't notice it. Look at it. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrines. Yes. And recently discovering and listening to Derek Prince. You know, I, one night I was, I was praying and I came and my, my wife was listening to that. And I said, how did you hear? This? Where do you get this from? And she told, she showed me. You know? And I said, I, I keep saying that you don't have preaching like this anymore. Not based on what the, the desires of people. No, 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 no. And as I'm here, I'm not preaching, I hope not, based on your desires for money or success or happiness or whatever. But what is God saying? And if it is reproving us, if it is rebuking us, if it's making us unhappy, whatever it is, this is what God is saying, but not what you desire. Then I come to feed it. So you have to be independent of people. 
independent of what people desire. Yes. And, 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 and the songs that I sing, I mean, I'm, I don't know how to compose uh, music, but I'm happy that um, I can write, but I may not know how to do the music. So, hey, if you've misused your music, I want to use it properly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've misused. Oh, yes. You know? And sing what I believe in. Amen. Yes. What I believe in. And you notice you don't easily get such songs. Yeah, that are saying things in a particular way. He saved you and he saved me. What about others? Is it not a very important thing to say? To say he saved you, he saved me. What about others? Yeah. It's not based on it's a camp. It's not based on what desires people have. I'm not feeding your desires. Yes. Not feeding your desires. Your desires for whatever. And I'm happy with whatever God will give me through that. And it's amazing that it has even more fruits. Yes. You see, you were here when we were doing our little fundraising for the crusade. I don't think any preaching about money will ever give us the kind of results that we had trying to feed your desires to be this or to have this. No. It's just what is God doing? So I, I want to encourage us all of you, the young children, remember Billy Graham's little revelation he had? I think he had that revelation on the golf because that's when he accepted the call of God. That if the Bible is the word of God, then repeating the words of the Bible is repeating God's word to people. And it's a very powerful thing. Yes. And it's the basis of a powerful preacher and a powerful singer. Yes. And if you listen to the songs, you see that it's the word of God. Yes. Scriptures. Scriptures. You actually learn scriptures when you learn the songs. And you see that if you don't want to learn, suffer to learn a song, you cannot, you cannot know because it's like suffering to learn scriptures. You have to pray for the singers always to be able to Look at it. It says, for the time will come. Huh? That's why the scripture is very prophetic. When they will not endure sound doctrine. So what is doctrine that is not sound? But the doctrine that is not sound is after their own desires, preaching which is based on lusts, based on desires of people. And you don't have to go far to know desires. Just check yourself. What are your desires? What do I want? I want a car. I want a house. I want the money. I want to travel. I want to be successful. I want to be powerful. Or I want children. That's just a lot of teaching about children, family, husband, marriage. And if you read Jonah's book, Deliver from Evil, he, said, he starts in that book when he talks about idealism and marriage. He says, that, have you not noticed those who have a lot of seminars and so on, marriage, whatever. The next year, they announce that they are being divorced. I, I was surprised to read it. I've said it before, but I didn't know that he has also noticed it. Then he said, then he noticed that they are now announcing that they are getting divorced. And all the plenty of things we are doing about marriage, about this, about that, we have more divorce than ever. And that's why I was telling you that Whatever sweet and sour marriage you are having or whatever you are doing, Charlie, focus on the Lord and keep moving on. You focus on it, you'll never be happy. And if you change the person you are with, it may be worse. Yes, it may be worse. It's very possible that it will be worse. 
And the one that you are struggling with now, you have learned how to manage it. So you've developed some muscles in that area. And you are sort of managing things. You get what I'm saying? When you change, you realize that a new attack will come from an undefended zone. An undefended area will now come under attack. Yes. It's amazing. Back to my great commission, please. Verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Alright? Now, when it says they shall turn away their ears, it's like you speak to them and they don't want to listen to you. Now, one time I went to preach in a church and after I finished preaching, the pastor was offended. Yes. Yes. And the next day I came happily thinking that, wow, I'm coming to continue my series. Not knowing that they, they were both. So when I got, the pastor's face was straight. And the pastor's wife's straight face was also very straight. I tell you, it's one of the very amazing experiences for me. And as they were sitting there, not really looking at me, then suddenly the pastor turned to me and told me all the things that were wrong with the preaching that I preached. Now, actually, I was actually visiting two different churches in the same city, one here, one here. So the other pastor who I was, he said, ah, when he found out what happened, he said, I don't know why this man says there was something wrong. Because me, I like the preaching. <laughs> he said, I like the preaching. I don't see anything wrong with it. See, because there are people who are turned away from such preaching. You preach it, their, their mind is not there. When you preach, say, no, 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 no. So, you must expect that in this last day. But anyway, this is not really the Great Commission. It's just a reason why you should preach the word. Do you get it? So that you don't preach fables. Verse 5. Great Commission. Be what watch thou in all things. Teaching. 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 Huh? Endure afflictions Huh? Be alert. This is not the time for us to relax as a church. The reward for hard work is what? More work. So it's not about, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if we are the, one of the largest churches when we come together. But it's not, rather we are supposed to watch and endure afflictions because more suffering, more difficulties we are ready to go through. And then, Do the work of an NGO. Do the work of an evangelist. Eh? Why are you laughing? The NGO. (laughs) Do the work of an evangelist. You see, this is the last... Look, I want, I'll prove it to you that it's the last thing he said. Go, go to the next verse. I'm now ready to be offered. After saying do evangelism, I said, I, I have nothing else to say. I'm ready to die. The de- time of my departure is at hand. Finished. Yeah. I'm ready to be offered. And, and verse 7, what does he go? I fought a good fight. I finished. That's the last thing I wanted to tell you. Do the work of an evangelist. So, Jesus' last words, go to the world. Preach the gospel. Every creature, uttermost parts, all nations. These words cannot be clearer. For him to say, do the work of an evangelist. How much more clear can it be? And immediately, I have nothing else to say. I have finished my work. 
Huh? So, I, 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 and, 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 and evangelism, you see, keeps us healthy. The reason keeps us healthy. You don't have to focus on your, your marriage, which is vanity. You see, the Bible said it before you married. Solomon, look, Solomon was alive before you came on the scene. Or you don't know that. And he had 1,000 marriages. 1,000 marriages. Oh, You have had one and you are struggling. He had 1,000. He had 1,000. He had options. And, and a king, a king is not like our type of marriage. Where it's like you are stuck with one thing. If it's a Big Mac, you are eating a Big Mac every day. I mean, if you, if you marry the Big Mac, it means you are going to have a Big Mac every day till you die. <laughs> Supposing you marry chicken nuggets. It is chicken nuggets. I mean, can you imagine chicken nuggets every day till you die? Hey! No, it will be difficult. Solomon had a thousand options. And he could choose. And as a king, it was legal. And he, he just could choose whoever he wanted every day. And he, of all people, said it is useless. So if his thousand options was useless, then your chicken nuggets, what can we say about your chicken nuggets? It's more than vanity, it's more than useless. Vanity means useless. All is vanity. You found out that your prosperity and your money is all. That's why I often tell people, hey, is there something you need or you like or you want? Just buy it. <laughs> buy it. After they come, go and, if it's a television, go and buy it and put it in the house and put the thing on. I'm telling you, I don't know why you are working. Just buy what you want so that there is peace. These are why you are alive. You get it? what you are saving the things for. Just make yourself happy and do what makes you happy. Are you going to buy it after the camp meeting? Are you listening? Watch thou in all things. Let's be alert. As we are going, be alert. Very alert. It's now that we are going to start building the church. It's now that we are going to start doing evangelism. Because... It's now that the Great Commission is within striking distance. After this meeting, in the afternoon, two people came to see me about two different South American nations. And I, and I, I could say that they were serious. One said, I'm, I want to move here. One said, I want to move here. What should I have said? Go. You see, you see, we are in striking distance of Samaria. Judea, Jerusalem is the state you are in, the city you are in. Judea, Judea is another state, another part of America. Samaria, for us here, is Central and South America. And Atamos is where I came from. 
Yes. <laughs> and for me, in Ghana, Jerusalem is Accra. Judea is the rest of Ghana and West Africa. That's Judea. Samaria is the rest of Africa to Madagascar and to Seychelles and, and then Atamos is you. You are the uttermost to me. It's very far to come here. You get it? Yeah. So we all have these four phases of our ministry. And we are all fulfilling them. And we are within striking distance of fulfilling the Great Commission. And the Great Commission, the Great Commission which uh, Paul gave to Timothy is what we have just gone through. Watch. And I can show you this Great Commission in many many things, many places, about 12 places. You see the same pattern. It's always the same. Preach the word. Preach the gospel. Witness. Speak. Another place it says preach repentance and forgiveness of sins, remission of sins. It describes every time. It's in each one, you see the highlight has a slight different variation, but it is the same kind of thing. Preach the word. So I want you to take scriptures and repeat them to people. Don't think they know it already. Don't think they know it already. You are just a repeater. Even Bishop Oedipo, I hear he says, he has written the books and he is preaching. He needs people who repeat his words in the, his churches. If you can't do that, don't be a part. He needs people who repeat what he said because this one, there's one shepherd in his church and he's a shepherd. He needs pastors who repeat his words. And I feel that if we take the word of God and we repeat it, it's powerful. So these days, actually, you know, I, I, I hardly need any notes to preach. I just have a verse. Because I'm here to repeat the words of God to people. Yeah, and I think it's good enough. What else do I need? It's, it's powerful. Yeah. All right? Let's take this great commission again from the top. Can we do it? I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing of his kingdom. All right? Preach the word. That's it. The last thing. And you see, Gilbert was saying what he was going to say to his uh, four children. It was similar. You love the Lord and so on. Yeah, something very important. Love God, obey his commandments. That's how to love God. You can't love God by buying him a flask or buying him a monopoly or sweet for him. You have to obey him. Amen. Is it fantastic? Preach the word. Preach the word. How many preachers do I have here? Preachers. Some people at the back are not raised. Can you believe it? Where is the water? Some people at the back are not raising their hands. On this last day, when... This, 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 these people here. These people here. Fire them. Preach the word. Will you preach or you not? Who will you preach? Okay. They've changed their minds. Change their minds. How many preachers do I have? This, uh, that area, I don't know whether they flitter the house at the back there. No, no, at the back there, those, those people. Look, own up, own up so that it will not be everybody. Those who were not eager to preach the word, give them up. If you know who they are, identify them and give them up. Have you, have you betrayed them? Betray them. Let them betray them. They are down there. 
Are you going to preach the word? Are you going to preach the word? All right. They say they'll preach the word. Wow. Preach the word. Be instant. Instant means instantly. Start preaching. Don't think, oh, have I prayed? Have I not prayed? Instantly just start talking. Don't say, I have to go and pray for one hour. I have to. No, instantly start talking. You are anointed. You have the Holy Ghost. Yes. Witness to people who are sitting by you on a plane. Don't wait to pray before you talk. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. You think that I have to go and pray before I start talking. No. Sometimes when you haven't prayed, you are more anointed. Now, after you pray, sometimes you become confused. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it powerful? Don't say, I have to pray, I have to lie down, I have to fast. No! Instant. As soon as they touch you, you start preaching. Yes. Start talking, preaching, sharing. Don't say, I have to go and pray. I have to pray for one hour, two hours before I start speaking. When Jesus was confronted with things, a lot of things, he didn't pray. Even when he was going to raise Lazarus, he told the father, it's because of these people that I'm praying. So that they, I wouldn't even have prayed. I wouldn't have prayed. I've just raised him. It's these people. So instant, in season, and out of season preaching. Now, if you go on Facebook Live and you check different pastors and churches, I have my Facebook, so I, I watch a lot of QFC churches. I watch all of you on my iPad. Yes, I've been watching you. Just as you watch me, I also watch you. You, watch, you don't want me to watch you. <laughs> I've been seeing LA church dancers and all. All kinds of things. I've been watching Jamaica. I've been watching all of them. <laughs> and you see that people are not only preaching on Sundays. There's a lot of preaching on Sundays, but outside Sunday, if you check other churches, different things, there's a lot of preaching. So if you are restricted to Sunday, you are in an old age. A lot of people have shifted from only Sunday preaching and only Sunday talking. There are major services on other days. Witnessing on other t- at other times. Odd hours just starting to talk to people about God. Is it powerful? Are we going to do it? Then, what are the topics in the preaching? Reproving? Eh? Rebuking? Have you had only praises since I came to preach here? the topic. The reward for hard work is more work. It doesn't sound like I'm praising you. Yes. Reproving, rebuking, exhorting. It sounds like what? More work. It's like, wouldn't I come and say, well done? No. I'm telling you that there's more work for you. Amen? Exhort with patience. Why patience? Because sometimes you need seven people to speak before one person crosses over. So pray that you are always number seven. So the person, when you, the person, the person says you are my father, that's all. But really he has six hidden fathers and then the real father. It's just like when a woman gives birth. Maybe a number of boys have slept with her before she gives birth. But it's only the one who slept with her on the 14th day that is called the father. But since the first day to the 14th day, there were five guys or six guys. True or not true? True. Verse 3. For the time will come. And the time has come. They will not endure sound doctrine. But what type of doctrine? After their own last, a doctrine that is after desires. Human desires. Yes. So don't, don't go and preach desires to people. Stand, you see, when I had a large crowd, Good Friday, I didn't come to preach. I said, my topic was, who is Jesus Christ? 
I don't know what if you know it already, I don't mind. I'm saying who is Jesus Christ? I'm sorry if you know who is Jesus Christ, and this is what I'm here to say. Yes. Don't think of people. Think of he who has sent you and what you are expected to say. Okay? Don't matter. All these people who feel they know what you are saying already, they know what you are going to say. Even you've forgotten what I started yesterday. The reward of hard work is more work. If I start going back, you'll be surprised. You've already forgotten. It's already, I've shown you with several scriptures that the reward for hard work is more work. That's how we started the coming. In fact, the day before we started with something else, I, I'm sure you've forgotten what it was. Have you forgotten the day, the night before? Yes. You better check your notes. You see, you forgot it. Huh? The other rewards, yes. Reward of rest, reward of food, reward of marriage, rewards of buffaloes and all this. You've already forgotten. <laughs> all right? Re- don't preach what people desire. Yes. Don't preach what people desire. You will be respected. One day, the, one of the topmost people of the political party, they were going for elections. He came to see me. Yes. came to see me. And he sat in front of me one of the highest, not the highest, but one of the highest. And the, the elections are coming, and, and I said, you, you will lose. I said to him, you will lose. He said, what? I said, oh, as for lose, you will lose. I, because then I gave him the reasons. He said, really? He said, our statistics are showing us that we are. I said, oh. Your statistics are wrong. They are wrong. You are losing. And they they lost, truly. Four years later, he came to see me again. And I said, you will lose again. And he, and he, he told me, he said, look, he told me, he told, he told me I was going to lose. You see, because you'll be unpopular. You'll be unpopular when you say, they feel you are prophesying. And I explained to him, so not that it's not a prophecy. It may be a prophecy, but I'm showing you based on this, 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 this. I showed you, you, you are losing. And that's also the feeling in the system. That you are not winning. And he said, no, he told me. He told me. He told someone, no, he told me the last time. He told me the last time. So don't give people what they desire. What do you think he desired to hear? He desired to hear you win. Is it not amazing? Verse 4. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. This is a very important command. Verse 5. Now he says, but watch thou. Never praise yourself. That's why I didn't come to praise you. Rather get up and be alert. And endure afflictions. Okay? And do the work of. Meanwhile, you are having afflictions. He didn't say enjoy peace and do the work of an evangelist. He says, endure afflictions and do the work of an evangelist. So it means you'll be struggling with this, struggling with this, and you are pressing on to do the work of an evangelist. Is it not amazing? And then make full proof of thy ministry. That's what I came to tell you that, yeah, it's nice to have such a large crowd here, but we can have 5,000 people here. And I tell you, what I'm telling you, the covenant that I'm making with you or the promise that I'm making with you, to go with all of us to Israel is a big job because I can't, we cannot go in huge groups. We have to go in groups that we appreciate. Maybe we just the New York people or just 
the pastors or just this. I don't know. New Jersey, Atlanta people, Memphis people, Texas people. I mean, it should be fantastic. Yeah. But you see, we need 5,000. You need to get 5,000 people. Kojo, it's, it's, it's to get 5,000 people. Yes. Campable members. Yes. But you see, why, is, why am I saying that? Because I'm saying that 1,500 people at the camp is not a foolproof of your ministry. Foolproof. Change it to amplified. Change it to an amplified version, please. Fully perform all the duties. Change it to another version. Living. Ah, complete the ministry. Complete. It's not complete. 1,500 is not complete. 1,500 is not complete. You are not complete. It's not a complete thing. It's, it's just a section. Aha, this is the one I want. Do a thorough job. Do a thorough job. As God said, do a thorough job. Until you have filled all the states, you have got several cities in different states, more members, thousands that we, we should have been finishing this camp. This is first service. And second service is starting from maybe tomorrow evening. The second people are coming from tomorrow because of the size, you know, so that it's like first service and second service. Yes, the first set of campers are finished. And then the second sets are coming from tomorrow evening. That's how it should have been. Yes. And it will happen practically. Do a thorough job or complete your ministry. Amen? Amen. And then verse 6. What else do you have to say, Paul? You take over. I'm about to die. Yeah. It's like this is the last thing. You take over. I'm about to die. Don't think that I'm about to die. I reject every imagination in your thought in Jesus' name. No, put it back, you see. Because it shows you that these are the last. This is what Gilbert was saying. He's going to tell his journey. If you are really about to die, what would you say? What would you say? And that was Jesus. Each time, you see. And the Great Commission, they were different. And one was at the beach. One was after the resurrection. One was before. One was at the Mount of Olives. Different places. But always it was the same. Same kind of thing. Slightly different words. Very clear, though. Very clear. It can't be clearer than it was. Beautiful. Verse 7. This is the only race worth running. I have run hard right to the finish. Believed all the way. Hallelujah. Is it fantastic? So I am commissioning you to go and repeat the words of the Bible to people. Yes. Yes. Repeat words of the Bible. Yeah. You see, a book like Steps to the Anointing is a very powerful book, but there's very little other than scriptures and points. When you read the scriptures then, and that's it. It's up to you to meditate on it. If you won't meditate, be there. (laughs) If you don't want to meditate, you just be there. But the the scripture has been repeated. And God is going to use it. Amen? Amen. Lift your hands and just thank God. Everyone standing. Father, we thank you for the blessing of this great meeting. Bless us, Lord, 
just commit yourself into the great final commission of God to his Christians, to his children. Lord, thank you. We are ready to do your perfect will all the way to the very end. Thanks for blessing everyone here with great words, Lord. Words from God. Words of God. Thanks for your blessing, Jesus. Thanks for your blessing. Thanks for your blessing. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you thanks. Anoint everyone here, Lord, by your spirit, by your power. Touch our lives. Help us to do your perfect will. We give you thanks. And we give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Sit down for a minute. Tomorrow morning, we are going to have uh, an anointing and communion service. Now, I think should have been gone out of here, taken out of here. So we are going to just have a very early morning uh, meeting, which will end by eight. Okay. So what we are going to do is I'm going to ask you to everybody, because I saw it in the spirit, bring oil, just a little bit of oil. So I'm not going to, I don't think I'll be able to lay hands on everybody or on you, but I, you are going to anoint yourself and I'm going to pray with you and then you bring your